You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Matthew chapter 2 and we'll read the first 12 verses and I'd like us to read together. Ready? Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, and not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When the heather king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till he came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. May the Lord bless his word in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Okay, everybody here agrees with me that Christmas time is a beautiful time, isn't it? And carols are just so nice. You know, the nostalgia, you're in one, you remember another one, you remember another one, you remember another one. For me, you know the one I remember? When as kids in the village, it's one night you could go out. They don't look for children, carol nights. How many remember that? Carol nights, they don't look for children. It's in the morning, in the morning we are back. Nobody, it's one night that you're free. And then we'll sing and move from house to house as bold as you could be. You will follow, so I get to a point maybe, depending on how strong you are, maybe after two or three houses you go home, depending. Some people will go around the whole village or wherever it was. Just, it's such a beautiful moment. Praise the Lord. And as we are celebrating this, we must appreciate the gift of God in Christ Jesus. 
we must appreciate the love of God. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not, would not perish, but what? Have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Now, having said that, you and I as born-again Christians, as believers, as New Testament Christians, must be sensitive at every time, at every moment. Like we began to look at on Sunday, when we said we should do what? Keep our eyes on the ball. Keep our eyes on the ball. Our Lord Jesus making a statement when he was speaking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. He said, the one that is born of the Spirit is like the wind. He said it blows and no man knows where it's coming from and where it's going to. Okay? And then we also made to understand that for us in this time, we will be led of the Spirit. I'm glad we also read Isaiah 11. Speaking in Isaiah 11, it talks about you and I. It talks about our Lord Jesus. And it talks about you and I. And in verse 3, it says the delight of this people will be in the fear of the Lord. And it says, these people will not judge by the sight of their eyes, nor decide by the word, hearing of their ears. Praise the Lord. Having said that, I also want to acknowledge that the desire, the tendency to just flow with events and with the times is natural. So Christmas time, you immediately adjust to Christmas and what everybody's saying and what everybody's doing and all of that. But as we look at the Christmas story, which we are doing tonight, we begin to see certain things that should, you know, raise an antenna in us. And the first thing we see here is that the Bible says in verse 1 of our text, it says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judah, in the days of Herod, it says, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem after Jesus was born. Now, Jesus was the one that the whole Israel had been waiting for. Praise the Lord. They had been waiting for him. All the prophets from Moses, all the prophets had been prophesying. There is coming the one, the son of David, the root and offspring of David, the son of Jesse. There is coming the king, the one that we are waiting for, the one that will bring to fulfillment every promise of God. The whole of Israel was waiting for him. But look at verse 1. Read verse 1 for me, just the first part. It says, after Jesus was born. You know what that means? Can you help me? Simple. He was born and nobody knew. And nobody knew. It should make you to ask questions. It should have been that once he was born, you know, there was an eruption. The whole city changed. But he was born and nothing. Everything continued as usual. Brothers and sisters, you and I must be sensitive to the spirit so that we won't be in so-called um, expectation or I don't think they had an expectation or knowledge of something and then it will come, it will happen and then we won't know. But you know, the Bible says God will not leave himself without a witness. So he got these men, these magis, he got them from the east and they traveled. Nobody has been able to calculate the distance they traveled. But saying it's from the east means they came from the Orient. So they must have been coming from regions of China. 
So imagine the journey from China area to the Middle East, to Palestine. Imagine how long they traveled. And these people knew. But the people who were custodians, the people who the prophets had been telling all the while that Jesus, the Savior, the one who you're waiting for, is coming. These people were not aware. But thank God, God had for himself a witness. My prayer for you and my prayer for myself is that we will be his witnesses in our generation. In the name of Jesus. If you come with me to Acts 3, you'll begin to appreciate what I'm saying here. When the gospel was being presented by Peter after the Pentecost, it says the one that Moses told you about, the one that all the prophets told you about, all this one, he said, this is the one, this is the one that has come, this Jesus. Moses said, God will raise for you a prophet like me. He says, him you shall hear. All of them, all Elijah, Elisha, they were telling them, somebody's coming, somebody's coming. And then this one comes, this one comes, and then they're not even aware he came. Somebody say, God forbid. God forbid that what we are waiting for, what we have been warned about, what the promises will come, and then we'll not be sensitive to it. And the Bible says, these men came to Jerusalem, and they made the question, they said, where is he? Who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star. Where do we see his star? In the east. And we have made a journey to worship him. Now verse 3 says, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Now look at the emotions, look at what is going on here. Jerusalem was troubled. What should have been their correct response? If you and I were there, what should have you been? They should be rejoicing and excited. Now what that means, brothers and sisters, is that you can't even trust the emotions. You can't even trust what is happening around you. And that's why the Bible says, do not say a conspiracy, what this people call a conspiracy. Don't call it what they call it, because when all around you is saying one thing, the accurate thing might be the exact opposite. Why would all Jerusalem be troubled together with Herod? I can understand Herod being troubled. Praise the Lord. I can understand Herod. But why would the people, why should all of them? And you know, like we had looked at some time before, when I look at this story and I try to match it with all the angelic appearances, you begin to wonder how dumb can we be? Don't forget that shepherds saw angels. It's one thing for one man to see an angel. If I tell you, you can say, I was hungry, I had malaria. I was dreaming. You understand? I overate. But for a group of shepherds to see angels, they were not sleeping. It means their testimony could be collaborated. But does it mean that all that news did not go anywhere? All that news did not make the headlines. All that news could not even filter anywhere. Because God must make sure that men will not have an excuse. So he brought such an intervention, you know, the Bible says a multitude of angels, you know, all of that, and yet it did not make news. Can I tell you something, people of God? What is making news has no bearing or no relationship with what is true. In fact, the way the Spirit of the Lord dropped it in my head, he said truth does not enter popularity contest. Let me repeat, truth does not register, does not engage in popularity contest. You know why? He said because truth will stand at last. So it doesn't need to struggle. So now can you see how the whole world, the whole world is celebrating this birth? But that time, who knows what they did? Who knows what the enemy did to quench the news? 
But 2,000 years plus after, we're still gathering here say Christ is born. But Christ was born. Because at last, truth becomes so loud that nobody can ignore it. Tell your neighbor, hold to the truth. Don't mind what is popular. Don't mind all the noise that is going around. It's not material. Just hold on to the truth. So the Bible says, Jerusalem was troubled, and we're saying Jerusalem should have been excited. And when this Herod had gathered the chief priests, the Bible said, and the scribes and other people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Can you see here that Herod himself knew Christ was going to be born? So his only query was where? And interestingly, let's read. These scribes, you know, the chief priests, they said to him, ah, they must have, you know, swung to the left and to the right and gave him all the information. They gave him the GPS, the coordinates in Bethlehem of Judea, and they gave him the scriptural background and said, this is what it is. And we find something here also. These people gave the information, but what happened? They returned home. Do you know that they didn't themselves even stroll down to Bethlehem? Now, I want you to get a picture here. Praise the Lord. Not for the past, because it's so easy to look at them and see what they're missing. Praise the Lord. But let us read it and look at us so that we don't miss what we should be getting now. Now, as I looked at this, some things were jumping out to me. And I said, for these people to say, it is written. Now, these were leaders of the Jews. They believed the scriptures. These people didn't joke with the scriptures. These were the people that were tightening up to their helps. It means they bring out flour. They will measure and bring out a tight of it. That's how much they believed the scriptures. You understand what I'm saying? They believed in Abraham. They believed in all those things. And they believed that this is what should happen. So how come they would have such truth or such knowledge and yet fail so woefully? How is it possible? What could be going on there? Praise the Lord. Because the Bible says knowledge, you have to be careful with knowledge. It says knowledge does what? Knowledge pops up. You can even see from their answer. They inquired of them where Christ was to be born. They said in Bethlehem of Judea. Is that not enough answer? Why did they have to say, for thus it is written? Did Herod understand that? They wanted to prove that they had backing. Now, all of that quoting that they quoted, they did not make one step in the right direction. Are you hearing me? You see, the tendency is for knowledge to fill you up and make you sit down and you don't obey. What is the benefit of knowledge if there is no obedience? Our Lord Jesus warned us. He said, many will come to me on that day and say to me what lord 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 or rather in another place he said why call me lord why call me master when you don't do the things that i ask you to do so it's better now we see in this story two groups of people we see the wise men from the east and then we see this wise men they had no scripture praise the lord they didn't have any scripture they didn't have the the background they were not you know sons of abraham they were nothing like that but they were just sensitive and we thank god for the star which i want to believe tonight was the expression of the holy spirit to people who were hungry because it says i'll pour water on him who is thirsty these people wherever they were were searching god what is your plan but we see the people who had the knowledge who had all of that who had the scripture who had everything who held the traditions what were they lacking that the other people had number one thing they were lacking was understanding of time i'm going quickly they 
did not understand time. Let me hear you say time. I think it was a couple of Wednesdays ago, we looked at the scripture in Luke 19, 44. Luke 19, actually 41 to 44, where Jesus was weeping over Jerusalem. And what was he saying? He's saying you did not know the time of your what? Visitation. Timing is critical. These people, I don't know what was happening to them that the time came and they didn't know and they were still comfortable. You will not miss your time of visitation in Jesus' name. You won't miss it. He said, after Jesus was born, still nothing. You will know when your Jesus is to be born. You will know when your time has come. You know when the promise of God, when the counsel of God for you is about to be fulfilled in Jesus' name. Also on Sunday, we say to everything there is a season, isn't it? And a time for every purpose. You will know the time. You will know. You will be sensitive. You won't miss it in the name of Jesus. So the timing, they missed the timing. They had information. This wise man got the timing. It's probably it took them about that two years to travel. Maybe the moment the birth took place, they told them, yes, the one you're waiting for has been born. And they started the journey. And that's how come they had to journey for so long. You know, if it was in those days, if you're going from here to Lagos, it would take you about maybe four months or three months, depending. Praise God. So that must have been what we are talking about. So these men journeyed from when they got the time. What other thing do we find there? We find their intention or purpose. When they announced to Herod that they were coming, that they were looking for Jesus. He said, where is he, verse 2, who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east. And what do we want to do? He said, we've come to do what? To worship him. He said, knowledge is good with good intention. Why do you have the knowledge you have? Somebody acquires knowledge to intimidate another person. That knowledge can't help you. You see, the Bible says, I like the way King James Bible says, study to be quiet. You should get knowledge to work on yourself. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, this wise man had a good need. They wanted to know, to see him, so that they would do what? Worship him. The first encounter the Jews had of Jesus when he was 12 years old, what did they do? Did they worship him? They interrogated him. They were questioning him. Even when he finally appeared, all they did were to do what? Resist him. So what is your intention? Every day when you read the Bible, when you come to church, when you're listening, what are you hoping to get? Are you saying, I want to be more like you? I want to be submitted like Because all those things add up. Praise the Lord. So these wise men had the right intention. Another thing was that this, I think, is the most important part of it. They put in effort in what they believed. You see, you must ask yourself from time to time, how do you even really ascertain what you believe? How do you really know what you believe? These scribes and the chief priests, didn't they believe Jesus was going to be born? Didn't they believe? They believed now. If they didn't believe, and Herod has them, say, forget that story. Simple. They believed he was going to be born. And they knew where he was going to be born. But they made no effort to follow what they believed. They invested nothing. So the knowledge came, they had it, and they were living their lives normally. But imagine the labor. Imagine the sweat. Imagine the investment of these men from the East. Brothers and sisters, if you're not going in a direction, don't tell me you believe that thing. Are you with me? No, no, you can't. You can't tell yourself. How can you say you believe? Okay, let's take for example now. You believe really that they're sharing one million at um, Zenith Bank 
in Guarimpa, you believe it. No, one million might not move some of us. Some of us are big men. You believe they are sharing 10 million to the first 100 people that get there every morning. What time will you get there in the morning? No, tonight. Tonight. Ordinary Black Friday sales. People sleep in the mall to buy iPhone at a discount. People sleep in the mall. If you believe. But if you say you believe and you're not going there, you know what you know? You got information. It's a different thing. Praise the Lord. So as we read this story, we must challenge ourselves. Let our information go to what? Believe. Because it's those who believe that will prosper. It's those who believe that will what? Be saved. It's those who believe that will be blessed. Okay? So, so we look at this and we see the danger of ordinary knowledge. Information. They had all of it. And you know, if they didn't have it, when these people brought the news, it would have provoked interest. But because they had it, they passed on the news and relapsed again. And went back to where they were coming from. But if they never had it, they say, ah, it means something like that is happening. Okay, let's go and see. But they never did because they felt, I mean, we've answered the question. We are correct. Nobody can doubt us. And they sat back. And we see another thing here as we quickly, you know, try to round up this. We see this wise man, when the answer came, Herod called them and said to them, okay, this is what it is. Go and find out and then come back and do what? Let us go and worship him. Let me go and worship him. And what I found here quickly, very interesting and very comforting, is that these wise men had fallen into terrible hands. Herod was a terrible man. Remember after this, he killed all the children from what? Two years and under. Now, someone that will kill two years and under children can, could easily have killed the wise men. You see, God knows how to protect the righteous in danger. He knows. Another thing, most importantly, there is that God knows how to keep you from being deceived. Very important. In these last days, Herod said to them, how would they know Herod wanted to kill the child? They couldn't know. But let's see how they were saved. Number one thing here is this. The Bible said, when they heard the king, they departed. Many years ago, my wife and I were listening to a television program. And the man that was speaking was telling the interviewer, the host, you know, are you getting me? And the host said, I'm hearing you. You see, hearing someone is different from getting the person. Some of us, you need to begin to hear some people. The Bible says, when they heard him, it didn't mean they processed, you know, noise. You know how you can be passing in the market and they're playing some music, shake me, I shake you. You heard it, but you're not planning to shake anybody. I get him. I saw that I said they heard him. They didn't process it because they did not leave the issue to come there to be directed by Herod. Take heed what you hear. Are you with me? Take heed what you hear. Whatever, wherever it's coming from, I beg you, take heed what you hear. Okay? So they heard him and they continued. And the Bible said, then they saw the star. The star which they had seen in the east came before them again and stood over them. When I saw this, I said, this is the faithfulness of God. Praise the Lord. This is the faithfulness of God, making sure that if you really, because the challenge we have as believers is that some people are so genuine and in that their sincerity, they're afraid to miss it. Tonight I see from this scripture that if you're sincere in your heart and you want to follow God, God will lead you. No, you know, yes, God will lead you. Sometimes you might meet some heralds along the way. Praise the Lord. You might get to points where things don't make sense. It might even have seemed as this year didn't just make sense to you. But don't worry. The star is going to reappear for somebody. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
So it says they saw the star that they had seen. That beginning you had, that sweet beginning you had with the Holy Spirit. He said he came again because he knew that they were about to be misled. And he started leading them again. And the Bible said, verse 10, when they saw this star, what happened? They rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 9 and 10. Many years ago, you know, in the midst of all these uh, false teachings and end time teachings that were in the body of Christ, the Lord said to me that I shouldn't worry myself that those who genuinely love the truth cannot be deceived. Let's read what he says to get everybody. He says the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonder. Let's stop there. When I saw this, that was actually what got me worried. I said if the devil is coming with all power, Coming with signs. That all power doesn't mean all power. It means different kinds of manifestations of power. And lying wonder is, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. But the Lord showed me one thing there. He said those who will be deceived. Look at the last part. He said because they did not receive the love of the truth. So it's not the intensity of the deception. It's what is buried in your heart. If deep in your heart you don't want to miss it. I told us here a few, more, a few days ago that thank God for he knew my heart. I would have been calling for numbers now. Do you understand? I would have been seeing as I'm sitting like this now. I'll see what you ate. I say this morning you ate, uh, you even vomited some of it. That's the level I would have been operating. Because that was my first encounter with the supernatural. But God, knowing that my heart wanted sincerity, led me out of there to where they teach scripture, not where they see vision. So those who are looking for, we can put a sign here that this church is not a vision church. We're a word church. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Heavens and earth shall pass away, but not... Not a job, not a title. So, you see, God will make sure that you will not be tempted beyond what you can bear. When these people saw the star, listen to me, it's easier to be led by a man than to be led by a star. After they came out from the house, from the palace of Herod, they would have insisted, give us an entourage to take us to the place, isn't it? Possibly there might have been an entourage. And it would have been a more secure way to travel. But when they saw the star, they rejoiced more in the star than a man. What excites you deeply is what will come out. It's not what the devil is doing. The devil has chains or collar that holds him, limits what he can do to you. Where the real battle is, is what do you want? What do you really want? Praise the Lord. So these people, they, in their heart, they wanted God and God alone. That's what they wanted. Praise the Lord. And in this season of Christmas, I know you want the truth. How many of us want the truth here? Let me tell you something. For the world to be celebrating Christmas like this, it means that your attention shouldn't be on Christmas again. In fact, the Spirit of God put it this way. It says, celebrate Christmas, yes, but anticipate the rapture. And I, he said, please bear quiet if you can make songs of the rapture. You know the way we're singing Christmas songs now? They didn't sing it in that time. Oh. They were not ready. Let's sing songs anticipating the rapture so we can be current. You see, nobody wants to be late. Nobody wants to read 2,000 years ago's newspapers. But we are singing 2,000 years ago songs. While we are worshipping here and singing, the Spirit of the Lord said, go and read Revelation. He said, that's what is current now. He said, behold, I come quickly. He said, I come quickly. 
Now, the world can never celebrate what heaven is anticipating. The reason Christmas is a big deal now, and nobody minds, is because it's old news. It's spent bullet. If the Jews celebrated Christmas like we're celebrating, ah, the world would have been awesome because they would have believed in him. But all he had was resistance. The same way, while we are here now, looking back, the word of God is saying we should look forward. He has appeared that first time. He's coming again. That should be the focus. So what should we do with Christmas? Oh, yes. Oh, the feeling, nobody can take it away. Let's enjoy it. Can you see my red? Can you see how I'm looking? Let's still all the, you know, do all the Christmas trees and all of that. But let's anticipate the rapture. Because Christmas is old-fashioned. It's yesterday. Tomorrow is rapture. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Jesus wept over Jerusalem because the people missed the time of their visitation. The first prayer I want you to ask for yourself is, Lord, give me a correct understanding of your timing. Give me a correct understanding of your timing. Quickly, ask him, Lord, help me. The timing generally, the timing for my specific life. There's a time to weep. But there's a time to rejoice. In my time of weeping, Lord, don't allow me to be bothered whether I'm, because I know that surely weeping may endure for the night. But joy is coming in the morning. Help me to understand timing. I want you to pray also. These prayers I'm already praying for you. Lord, let my star reappear. Someone has been disoriented. Some things have happened in your life and it's as though you've lost it all completely. Time has passed. Experiences have passed. Some things you never imagined would come to you have happened and you're asking questions but the assurance of god is that the same star they saw from the east reappeared god will lift up your head again god will give you a song to sing let my star lord i'm praying for my brothers and sisters the same way he did for you did for this wise man let their stars reappear let them see it again whatever circumstance whatever challenge whatever situation whatever trial that they went through that blocked their views to sing the star let that star be seen again by the spirit of god we pray in the name of jesus christ second prayer in that line you're going to pray lord let me rejoice at your star sometimes the witness of god might not take away your flesh sometimes the leading of god might not be sweet but lord as this wise man saw the star and rejoiced help me to rejoice at the appearance of the star let me follow you and not follow men let me follow you let me follow your spirit you said as many as are led of the spirit these are the sons of god help me oh lord lord help us as your church let us rejoice at your leading let us rejoice at your word the prophet of us said i have desired your word more than my necessary food i rejoice at your word the entrance of your word it gives me life it gives me understanding help me help my brothers and sisters to rejoice at the star to rejoice at the star the bible records that when they got to where the young child was the bible said mary was there Probably Joseph was also there. And there might have been some other people there. But the Bible says they fell down and watched him. They worshipped him. Lord, help me to fulfill that purpose. Let me worship him. Let me worship him. Let me worship him. Let me, at the end, let me fulfill my purpose. I like that song that says, at the center of it all, it's you that I see. 
it's you that I see. Let my life worship you. Let my victory worship you. Let my trials worship you. Let my travails worship you. Let my triumph worship you. Let me worship you. They said they fell down. No matter what it is. Oh Lord, I want to worship you. I want to reach that goal for which I was born. We were created to worship him. Let me worship him in the name of Jesus Christ. And the last one we're going to pray for tonight, this one is very important. Very, very important. When this was revealed to me, I said, Lord, you must answer us in this prayer. The Bible says, you notice in that verse 11, when they saw him, they fell down and worshipped him. And then the new statement begins and says, and when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him. Lord, let me worship you with treasures. Let me worship you with treasures. Let me worship you with victories. Let me worship you with testimonies. Let me worship you, oh Lord. Let me worship you with something. With something. It's, it's, it's indicative and instructive that the first set of worshippers in the New Testament did not ask the master for something. They came with something. They were loaded with something. Lord, tonight I receive the grace to be a worshipper with substance. The songwriter sang and says, lifting hands, casting crowns, bowing hearts. Lord, let me worship you with testimonies. Let me worship you with treasures. Let me worship you with things, oh Lord, that I can bring to you. That man will say, this man is he a worshiper. This woman is she a worshiper. Lord, bless me. Enable me. Give me victory. Give me strength. Give me, oh Lord, a sense of accomplishment. Help me, oh Lord, that I may have treasures with which to worship you. Thank you, Father. Begin to thank him. 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 So in this season, we are in the center. We are saying, Spirit of the Lord, find me, find me, find us. That we are called wise men. And like the old statement has said, it says, wise men are still seeking him. Wise men are still worshiping him. Father, we thank you. Lord, we worship and we adore you receive all the praise and glory in jesus name we pray you've been listening to a message by pastor ikena keke of the father's church we are sure you've been blessed we invite you to worship with us at eden center Barnex Guarimpa Expressway near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158-404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.